Hello and welcome. This is Background Screening Tips and Tech with me, Tim Santoni, and my co-host, Joe Berlin. Uh, Joe, how's it going? It's going, man. How are you? Great, great. Well, it's good to be back with our listeners this week. Um, we did record a podcast last week with a special guest, but uh, that will probably be launching probably this week. So uh, look for that. Um, it's great. Uh, talk with an industry professional on the nonprofit side of background screening. So stay tuned. Um, today, we're going to jump into the holiday spirit and we're going to look at um, kind of the HR wish list or, you know, a holiday wish list for the HR professional. Um, Joe, so this time of year, you know, what are, what are some things that maybe the HR professionals that, that uh, you know and, and work with are, are thinking about uh, moving into 2021? Yeah, absolutely. So I was kind of looking at this from the standpoint of, you know, HR has had a rough year. Um, and I think it's fair to say uh, with with budgets, uh, nobody's exactly sure what's going to happen. But I think HR deserves to treat themselves to uh, some new things. And so we kind of looked at this as like, you know, HR's Christmas list, wish list, uh, as it relates to your background screening program, your onboarding process, or whatever it may be. Um, and so that's kind of what we wanted to share with you guys today. So you know, I'll start with number one. Uh, I, I think that HR needs to be looking at their HR. ATS systems. There's a lot of smaller, newer ATSs coming up that have some great technologies. Um, you know, and then there's your your typical. You know, they've been in the industry for a while and they do things really well. So like your iSIMs and, and your Taleos, but you also have uh, companies like Smart Recruiters, right? Or one of ours is you know one of our favorites is Acquire Talent Management Systems. Um, take some time. Uh, take take a breath and look at some of these new ATSs because I think it can really help your onboarding process and your procedures as you go into 2021. Because as of right now, we don't know if that's going to let up and, and if you're going to have just as much on your plate now, uh, then as you do now. Um, so just something to take a look at. Yeah, and that's a good point, Joe. I think that now maybe there's some HR professionals out there that do have some time to evaluate these solutions that may help them to ramp up and, and improve the onboarding process in 2021, uh, despite whether they're going to be growing or staying the same or whatever else. But I think one thing to look at when you're looking at uh, an ATS is the flexibility, both flexibility to integrate with all the different pieces and their ability to um, customize things on the fly. So for instance, if you're going with an ADP, maybe you're locked into all their suite of services. But if you're going with a maybe a more flexible solution, like you mentioned, Acquire TM, look to see from, from recruiting to screening to onboarding to benefits and everything in between to payroll, that all those systems would going to work together as you move forward. Because maybe you're not going to take advantage of all those uh, you know, in the new year, but maybe end of first quarter, second quarter, you're going to be taking a look at those. So keep those things in mind as you, as you work through your ATS, you know, evaluations. Yeah. All right, and, cool. And, and real quick to, to that point, just on ATSs real quick before we go, I found very quickly that not all t- ATSs fit all companies. Right. And so like I've worked with some large organizations that have a lot of contractors. And what we found is a lot of the larger ATSs don't work well with them. They need something that's more like a recruiting tool because a lot of companies internally have their own recruiting departments and they are, they, they work a lot like a staffing agency. So there's a lot of different software. So don't limit yourself uh, and don't think it needs to be one of the big name ATS is just for it to work for you. Sure, sure. And to that point, maybe looking just integrate your existing systems and look for simple solutions to integrate what you have going on now to enhance the the, the flow and to keep your team on board in terms of visibility wise, you may not need a solution because it may be more counterproductive to launch something new than it would be just integrate with what you already have. Exactly. Awesome, Joe. All right, moving on to, you know, holiday wish list for the HR. What's number two on the list? Um, add something new to your program. 
Um, you know, criminal background screening is is what us and other CRR, CRAs are doing. That's what we're known for. That's where our knowledge is. Um, but there's products out there. And one of them in particular, and I know you and I have had conversations about this internally, um, social media screening. Everybody talks about it. Everybody wants it, but it doesn't seem like anybody's adding that to their repertoire or to their to their arsenal of weapons that they can use when they're when they're recruiting. Right? It it seems like they talk about it. They kind of want to know what to do, and and a lot of times they're not. You know, they're just not utilizing it. So you've got criminal monitoring is another product that you could offer um, and and add to your program. Um, COVID nineteen testing. You can add that to your program. Um, and if you're not already doing it, um, partner up your drug screening and physicals with your with your background screening program. Make things a little bit easier. Um, most CRAs are offering multiple products, uh, the ones that I just mentioned. Um, and you can kind of add those all in and have that one-stop shop. Yeah, Joe. And those are great points as far as add-on services and things to evaluate. And I think that the theme with all of those um, the theme is that they're new, they're different, there may be some assumed risk. So there's going to be some education and some, and some evaluation of how they work in your organization, your business. Um, when it comes to social media, there are some FCRA compliance solutions. We understand that it's a big thing and that your, your team's managers are probably doing it already, but you can't unsee what you've already seen. So understand the differences, at least so you have a context for the difference between doing it yourself and outsourcing it to a compliant screening partner or you know social media partner. On the monitor, criminal monitoring side, again, how does that impact your business if you have delivery folks or high touch folks in terms of you know moving forward as, as a solution to mitigate risk and potential brand reputation? On the COVID-19 testing kits, I think it's, there's a lot of education around there because I think that we're used to just going and getting the swab in the nose and doing it quick and easy, but understanding the risks of sending your applicants or your, or your team to a clinic. Uh, there are some options out there where you can actually have the test sent to them or to your office and have those ready and they can go to a lab. The results are a lot more accurate in terms of the viral load. I won't go into the details on those, but you can actually get understand if the person's really positive or negative um, and not sending them. So evaluate those things, look to, to get educated so that you can speak to your team about the impact of them, good or bad, and then make a, make a solid decision. Um, all right, Joe, what's on uh, shopping list number three? Um, well, number three was kind of a, a bonus topic that I said, right? If you've got the time and you have the resources and we're going into this kind of holiday time and, and hiring slows down and COVID on top of it, who knows what's going to happen. Um, don't be afraid to evaluate your current background screening program. Um, I know that there's longstanding relationships. I know you may have been with your provider for two, three years, four years, maybe. I know of some relationships that are even longer. Um, I don't think it's, it's not an excuse to not give yourself the chance to hear what other people have to offer out there. Um, you know, one of my favorite cartoons is, um, there's a bunch of knights fighting, right? It's a cartoon. There's knights fighting and there's a guy and he's got bow and arrows and he's trying to talk to to the commander and the commander says, Hey, sorry, I don't have time. I, I've got a, I've got a fight here to win. Right. And it always makes me chuckle because there seems to be this uh, reluctancy to review your program. It, I know it takes time, uh, but now's a great time to do it. Give yourself the option to see what else is out there. Give yourself that freedom. Um, I think they might be surprised at, you know, some of the, the CRAs that are out there that, that could really help their program. 
Yeah, and that's a good point too. And also too, just doing a review or an audit of the existing program to get some feedback, not even for the purposes of making a change, but just to see how things stack up, how technology has changed, how you may be able to speed up and maybe, you know, move things along in terms of the actual, you know, your processes. And so there's a lot of different things out there. And I think that, you know, there's some certain things to look at. One is, is, you know, the the basics of turnaround time and pricing and service and things like that. But more importantly, it's the applicant experience. It's how the, the, the team and the recruiters are getting the information in in a transparent and, and quick way so they can make decisions. Because while things are more and more challenging in these times, the, the applicants still need to be brought on board and the recruiters are having to fight for that talent and to bring those people on more and more quickly. So I think that, you know, take the time to see where you can maybe speed up, even though there is, it is a, a timely review process, do your diligence, understand the differences, um, but at least educate yourself on those things. Cause a lot of things do change in the screening industry. They change, you know, month to month. Um, so if you haven't looked at things in over a year, you're kind of behind the curve. Well, and to that point, Tim, uh, you know, your back, not all background screening providers are providing an account review for, for their partners. Uh, some do, uh, a lot don't. Um, and to your point, a lot of things change. And so you may review your current provider and learn that they have a lot of the abilities that you're looking for. You just didn't know they had them. And so it may solidify your decision to continue to stay with that partnership and it may make it stronger, which is a great thing. Um, but at least take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And also too, I I know in our experience in doing account reviews with clients, we find that oftentimes that they're doing a lot of different affiliated screening um, activities with different partners. So for instance, maybe their safety team is managing one aspect, the HR is doing another and compliance, maybe in the healthcare industry is doing another. And they don't really understand, all three don't really understand who's doing what. So there could be overlap or there could be an assumption that compliance is doing certain things to keep licensing and, and insurance up to date. And that's not happening. So have those open conversations, understand where there's overlap or where there's gaps and look to, you know, streamlining those things just from a cost and efficiency perspective overall, uh, keeps everyone going down the same road. Yep. All right. Great. Um, and also too, I, I think that it's important, you know, for the HR folks to take, take a breath, take a breath and, and understand that there are, um, you know, bounce some ideas off the trusted professionals in your network, um, try to get to a conference or do something online that's maybe more social. Because I know that one thing that we're missing in these times is those face-to-face interactions with trusted people in our industry at those different conferences, events, whether it's a SHRM or Pyra. Um, so, you know, look to try and stay in contact with those people and, and try to try to maintain those social relationships. Because I think those are super important, uh, no matter, you know, in what business you're in. Joe, do you have any final thoughts for this podcast? No, I think we I think we covered it. I, I hope everybody takes some time, especially those HR professionals who are bogged down with so many things going on right now, including the health of their their workforce. Um, not something that I think they're they're used to dealing with. And I, I just hope that they can take a breath and uh, treat themselves to something uh, that might help them in 2021 and, and kind of take some responsibility off of their shoulders and alleviate some of that stress. Awesome. Well, thank you for tuning in to Background Screening Tips and Tech with me, Tim Santoni, and my co-host, Joe Berlin. Again, you can download the podcast wherever you uh, enjoy getting your podcasts. And again, stay tuned. We do have a really great episode coming up with an industry professional uh, in the background screening industry, specifically running nonprofits. And I can tell you that the episode is awesome. The guest is spot on and has some really great ideas. So if you're in the nonprofit, you sit on a board, or you want to be involved in a nonprofit organization, you should tune in because there's some great tips, both from a business brand reputation, risk, and background screening perspective. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we look forward to connecting with you guys very soon. Thanks.